Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. I'm Karen. I head up branding at Ballard. And we're your hosts. So we are in New York. We're at the yes. Hearst Tower at the guest. We're the guests of Hearst today, House Beautiful. Mm-hmm. They've given us this amazing studio with a lovely foggy view of the Hudson <laughs> River. And we don't have our third ghost host, <laughs> Taryn, with us today because she's on maternity leave. So it's just the two of us trying to hold down the fort. We have a great guest. His name is Kevin Isbell. He is an interior designer here in New York, and your work has been featured in Architectural Digest, House Beautiful, New York Times, Traditional Home, Coastal Living, all sorts of great, all of our favorite magazines, basically. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And um, I thought that before we start... Before we like get too much into our interview, okay. we could play a little game. Oh, all right, I love games. Okay. What do I win? What do I win? Exactly. Can I stay here? Like, yes. Like this, you can look at the view with us and eat muffins. For, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, so normally at the beginning of the show, we do a little segment we call Trials and Triumphs, and we talk about good things and bad things that have been happening around our house. But we're not going to do that this week. I thought we could play Would You Rather, mm. Decorating Edition. That's not nearly as fun, but okay, All let's right. do it. I, I guess that is my area of expertise, so I guess that makes sense. We'll and try to keep it PG. Our, uh, I thought our, get our uh, listeners could get to know you a little bit, okay. and so I have, I don't have a ton of them, but I have a couple that I thought okay. could be fun. Right, I don't so. get to answer, I'm guessing. You can if you want to. You know how I like to talk. No, you do it. It's all about you. All right. Go, it should be all about me. I know. Can I put you in contact with my clients, please? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay, here, would you rather gut your kitchen or gut your bathroom? Oof. I guess gut my kitchen. Um, both of them are a big job, mm-hmm. right? It's probably right. The, they're both the biggest jobs in in the house because of the different trades people that you have to to get in there. Um, I think you're in the kitchen more, mm-hmm. at least I am, right? In the kitchen more than I am in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But you're um, a New Yorker. I thought you stored your sweaters in the in the oven. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have that many sweaters now. Um, I have an Italian husband. We cook at home a lot. Okay. Uh, All right. A lot, right? There, you need a good... just this tradition of, of family and you cook and you eat. And, right? Yeah. So um, we do tend to eat at home a lot. And my kitchen is open to... The rest. The rest. Yes. So it's, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would, would you move I'm... out for a renovation of your kitchen? <sighs> yes. Mm-hmm. What about a bathroom? Well, if you only have one, you have if to. If you only have one, then yeah. you, you, you got a problem. Have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, we have a girl that we work with. They renovated their bathroom. They didn't move out. And she would like run to the BP to pee at night and brush your teeth before she went to bed or whatever. I'm like, you are insane in the membrane. I, I did oh, have my, that experience. That? Jennifer Long. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. In Why my not? old apartment, um, it's just it wasn't done in time. So we moved in before it was, you know, the old uh, delay in construction. So there was a few days where the laundry room level of the building's bathroom sort of was our bathroom, and then the gym was our shower. Right? Yeah. So um, it's not ideal. It's never ideal to live in a 
renovation of any kind because it's really disruptive to your life mm -hmm. and it takes longer on the contractor's end, mm -hmm. right? Because they feel like if you're coming back at the end of the day, they have to sort of clean up, make uh -huh. it more livable, blah, blah, blah. So they're using those that time yeah. to clean up. When they could be installing tile. When they could be installing <laughs> tile or, yeah, exactly, getting plumbing or getting the water running. Right? That's a good like point. That. Yeah. yeah. I would delaying have never your thought own about project. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are delaying your own project and they're tripping okay. over you. And you're, and you're miserable. growing to hate yeah, your life. Yeah, of yeah. course you're miserable, yeah. right? Everything's it's like dusty loud and dusty and, and yeah. And you're staring at their progress every day going, well, why didn't they get more done today? Yeah. Second guessing everything they're doing. And contrary to Hollywood, no, never mind. I was going to say contrary to Hollywood, um, they're never hot. They're never that super hot. Mm -mm. No, <laughs> right. they're not like in the wife beater with all the muscles. No, no, usually not. Usually <laughs> not. <sighs> they got a beer gut. Yeah. But, that's but I'm not body shaming. I don't want to get <laughs> right? there. Right, right, right. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Wait, Those, that that they tend to get snapped up in other other uh, <laughs> industries. Yeah, yes. Industries. But what's his name? Started out as he built the deck of was it Steven Spielberg and and not like the guy in Star Wars. Hold on, y'all. George Lucas? Yeah. So the the guy that's married to Callista Callista. Oh, oh yeah, Ford. yeah, yeah, yeah. Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. He was a, yeah, carpenter, he was a carpenter in Hollywood. Oh. And they were like, You're hot. Right. right. <laughs> and cast him. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not. It's just not the norm. Uh, you're right. It's just not the norm. I picked your, the one yeah, exception. Your tradesmen are not <laughs> No. No, exactly, exactly. I can't afford Harrison Ford. All right, fine. <laughs> yes. All right, question one took 20 minutes. Okay, what's the Sorry second one? That. No, it's You're... my fault. All right. <laughs> Would you rather have a rug that's too small or a lampshade that's too small? These are mean questions. They are. A uh, rug too small. A rug too small. Because right. there's nothing, it has more of an impact in the room. If the rug is too small, then the room appears too small and all the furniture is not sitting on it. So, good rule of thumb, it's either on or it's off. No in between. Like if I see one more bath mat of a rug mm -hmm. underneath the dining table that's <laughs> just three inches bigger than the table itself, it's like, why bother? Yeah. Um, whereas a lampshade, not many people will notice it as much. Whereas you feel what's wrong with the room when the rug is too small. Right. Where maybe you wouldn't notice as much with a lampshade. That's a good point. True. Okay. Would you rather decorate only with solids or only with patterns? Is this... A per like project from based out. from here on Forever. out. Only pattern. Only pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I like that. Um, would you rather have a beach house or a mountain house? Beach. I kind of figured that you have a lot of beach projects. I do a lot of beach projects. Okay, we'll get I to do. that later. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> um, would you rather build a home from scratch or totally gut and renovate something old? Gut and renovate something old. Really? Assuming that the bones and the Assuming that there is enough there to work with, absolutely. Because of the, the old soul nature. I'm an old soul yeah. myself. I love those kinds of homes, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and House Beautiful, as as we're sitting here at Hearst, just published one of those that I did, like an old cottage in mm -hmm. Nantucket, right? So it just had such a, I don't know, it, had, it's, it has soul. Mm -hmm. I guess it's the only way I can really put it is that I like things that have had a, a, a past, a history, a life, mm -hmm. um, and I, my design is approached in the same way. I try yeah. to shop most everything is vintage or antique or something that comes into the house. Um, so I like things that have had, you know, we all have wrinkles here and there with a little bit of a story to tell, and I like that in my, in my homes for sure. It definitely brings an X factor to your house, mm -hmm. yeah. having it be old and 
You know what I mean? It, it's hard to replicate that. Right. How do you inject um, sort of a soul into a new construction? For me, it's adding the texture, adding the texture to a room. Um, if you walk into new construction, it's all plasterboard and and that's it. You can you can add things, add texture that warm it up and add some. And then the history can come in in the furnishings. Mm -hmm. So when you say texture, do you mean um, like texture on the walls or fabrics yeah, yeah. or All of it, okay? Right? Texture on the wall for sure mm -hmm. will warm up any space. Um, be it, I like to do cloth a lot, just direct applied like wallpaper onto a wall, as opposed to you know the sort of French way of padding it. Yeah. Um, so it's a little more architectural, and it adds that sort of warmth um, to the room. Is that hard to do? Um, I mean, I'm sure you have. It's not pros a who do it's it, not a uh, DIY do project. thing. No, not no. Um, I can't do spray mount. And <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Thumbtack, spray mount, and then, yeah, right, 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 right. Roll the dice and call it a day. Yeah, no, it does. It does require um, professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, but it's not that much more challenging than than it's that you have to have the the cloth backed. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you have to add a backing to the cloth, and then you apply it sort of like a wallpaper. Acrylic back it. Uh huh. So okay. that and then and then it's applied that way. Oh, okay, cool. So the glue doesn't seep through. Right. All right. Oh, yeah, I guess we learned. You can paper line as well. It's just for me, it's a little more fussy. Okay. All right. Next one. All of your projects from here on out. Would you rather have to never? You can never. God, use these are finite, aren't they? Yes. Just like, yes Caroline's right, right, right. like. <laughs> Otherwise, it's too. It feels too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. You can't use wall art ever again. <laughs> or you can't use accessories ever again. Oh my gosh, oh my Caroline! God. You'd all have right, to I quit. Right? <laughs> right? Well, I feel like you could design houses where you don't need wall art. If it's all windows, or something like that, right? So you, I don't Every know how you could design without accessories. You're me. Like it's impossible to she answer is that. Mean, isn't she? Uh, yeah. uh, look at her um, sweet I'm smile. Over she here doesn't next mean to you, it. Close to you. <laughs> um, oh God, it is a hard one. But I might have to agree with you on that. That. You can design around the lack of art. For instance, you could do a really bold pattern wallpaper in a room, right? That doesn't require so much artwork. But uh -huh. the accessories are adding that layer of. Plus, I'm I love chachka. I love those little <laughs> things. Like I just love that kind of stuff, right? So I think it would be really hard for me to not have those just little things that I pick up along the way in life. Yeah, in my that. Are around me. There's no right answer. No, no, We're no. Just... I mean, my answer is obviously right, but yeah, duh. of course, uh, obviously. Exactly <laughs> right. uh, but I think you're right. You could design around the need for art, but you can't not have. No, you know, that, your that, room would never feel finished. Yeah, uh, exactly. It would feel exactly. like a furniture store, and it's a very hard concept to sell to clients sometimes because it's like, okay, we're going to put like 10% of your budget, total budget, towards you know, accessories, and they think of it just as like these little knickknacks that get thrown right. up here and there. I'm going to go right? to TJ Maxx and buy this. Right. <laughs> it's like you use your, your grandmother's Hummel collection or whatever, you know, something. Yeah, Rose, um, no preference. Yes, right. Uh, but the house never feels finished. Yeah. I would imagine for like a woman who leaves the house to go out, you know, for an evening without putting on that necklace or the earring or the jewelry, those little things that, right. do you need it? No. But do you feel, do you still have the same sort of confidence in your step? If right. You don't True. Have, if you have it on. It goes from right? blah to wow. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's a little thing to to push that 
into the wow category, right? Yeah. So, yeah. okay, ooh, just two more. Okay, so like shouldn't it. be too painful. <laughs> Would you rather lacquer your ceiling or grass cloth your walls? Grass cloth your walls. Do you like uh, any of those sort of like slightly metallic-y ones or do you like just the solid color ones? Um, grass cloth? Mm-hmm. I like it all. A Again, it goes, it goes back to that texture thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are people that, like Krizana Studios, which they're out in uh, the Hamptons, they do some that are, you know, they do a grass cloth over maybe like a gold leaf or something so that in that open weaves and in the oh, recesses and in the negative spaces, you see these. Pretty. Yeah. That's really pretty. And sometimes they'll have like patterns. I like those a lot too. Where it's a pattern printed on the grass cloth. Right. And then it just adds even more layer. Exactly. Or even to go back to Grisana, and I have no no affiliation with them at all, but they (laughs) do these embroidered ones where they they're stunning. They're really, really stunning. Um, so they embroider on top of it, almost like cruel work, if you're familiar with like how that so it's in that sort of vein. So then on top of so you get even more. Wow. That sounds yeah, beautiful. It's really fabulous. Sounds expensive. It's, really fa- <laughs> <laughs> it's a special piece. It is a special mm-hmm. piece. For it your is a special piece. powder room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did a gentleman's dressing room um, in it. And it was, it wasn't grass cloth. It was actually a burlap. Mm. And then with this, oh, it was wow. really beautiful. I love that really mix yeah. of that rustic burlap with that embroidery on it. Yeah. Sounds yeah. amazing. Well, the embroidery too in itself is kind of... Um, has texture as well, so it's not It'd as be a great skirt. Yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> right, I'll leave that to you okay. to decide. <laughs> All right, here's the last one. Would you rather buy a one of a kind chair or a one of a kind piece of art? One of a kind piece of art. Mm-hmm. One of a kind piece mm-hmm. of art. Um. Yeah, I love art. I love furniture as well, um, but. I think a great piece of art is a great piece of art. Yeah. 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 So it's not, you can't replace it. Can't right. duplicate it. Yeah. And that connection that you have with something like that, you have that emotional connection with it. Right. Like you can it. sort of tart up a not so great chair. You can't really True. tart up bad art. Okay. Right. Yeah, like there's no, the no frame you can put right. on, you know, a poster of dogs playing um, <laughs> solitaire is going to, you yeah. know, you can't throw enough money at it to make it right. True. Right. Whereas an ugly chair, I think you, there are enough tricks in my arsenal that I could make a not yeah. so great chair look better. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of um, chairs that are not one of a kind that are great chairs. perfectly adequate and. Of Course. Just what you need. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't necessarily Every you don't chair in always house. need to reinvent the wheel. But sometimes a great, just really fabulous chair, antique or something, is awesome. Yeah. But you're yeah. right. No, the I, artist is. I, I, I agree. And that was a tough, <laughs> tough one for me. But luckily the, you got it, it right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let me ask you this How did you get into design? How did you find this passion? Well, it's kind of a double ed- not double edge it's sort of twofold i guess i always sort of had the passion but never at a younger age r- realized that it could be something that i did mm-hmm. um i remember as a small child asking my parents you know can i repaint my bedroom furniture mm-hmm. and so at the time like my parents got i had a bedroom suite that they had and they got something new and so you know the kids got that so it was a matching set 
and I took like the credenza I painted red, the headboard I painted purple, the side table I painted, you know, so this was like late 80s, yeah. you know, color blocking. I took polka dot, just fabric from the, the, um, from the local uh, fabric store and just sort of swagged it over and just did this crazy sort of junior high school uh, decoration. But it was like, it was fun and I had it yeah. in me. And then <laughs> I went away to college and majored in um, business management and art history. So That's actually a really good combo because mm-hmm. now you know how to run your business. Anyway. Well, at the time, <laughs> I didn't realize that you're absolutely right. Now, in hindsight, it's 100%. Um, and I, I graduated, moved to San Francisco, started doing my thing, and was like, ooh. Really? Forty mm. something more years of this? Yeah. It's like it's not mm. and I remember in oh, I'm avoiding my finance finals. I'm reading Architectural Digest or I'm reading <laughs> textbooks on design, right? So it, those things never connected. And then in San Francisco there's a great art school there that has a design program. And so I went back to school and I got a degree in interior architecture and design. And uh that's sort of where it all goes. So now I say the first degree was for my parents. The second one was for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't know that it could be an actual career. I'm, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Ohio. People don't hire decorators in, in the Midwest for, you know, or at least where I'm from, right? right. Which is just, right. you know, blue collar middle America, right? They, you decorate your home on your own and you call it a day. Right, right. right. Once. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. I feel like de- you don't decorate your home, no, you furnish no, your no, home. No. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, that's a that. very good, yeah. mm-hmm. very good distinction. You furnish your home. True. Yeah. Um, so, what brought you to New York? Well, um, I was in San Francisco, and it was sort of during that dot com explosion. Yes. <laughs> and although San Francisco is fantastic, it was expensive. They tended at the time to like roll the streets up around 10 o'clock, right? (laughs) And the design offerings there were not as bountiful as New York. So it's like, if this is what I want to do, then I should be somewhere that I have all the resources of success at my Mm -hmm. fingertips. Yeah, smart. So I gave everything away that I owned. I loaded up a car and I drove cross country for a month. Oh my gosh. It's an adventure. That's awesome. Well, I couldn't reconcile in my head, like, how do you make such a large change in life? Get on a plane, and five hours later, you get off a plane, and you're in your destination. Like, I needed that journey Mm -hmm. in between Uh to kind of bookend the end of one and the beginning of another. So it was great. That is, like, so perceptive, and I love that. I don't know. So how long ago was that? 2009? I made up that number. I literally did. (laughs) No, that was uh, 2001. Okay. Has your business been in business since 2009? 2009, yes. Okay, I knew that number was out there somewhere. Okay, so 2001. 2001. You hit the big city and you you just, people flocked. Well... (laughs) 2001, there, you know, I get here and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to take through the summer, or I'm going to take until 
Memorial Day to myself, hang out, figure out the city, then I'll start looking for a job. Little do you know, not much happens in New York in the summer, mm -hmm. especially the closer you get to August, forget it. Um, <laughs> so that stretched into September. Mm -hmm. So then I finally landed a job and there's this little thing called the Twin Towers that fell. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't really handed to you. It wasn't really handed to me rather. Um, but yeah, it took a while before I, I got my footing. Mm -hmm. But you've certainly found it. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I think so for yeah. sure. So one of the um, projects we talked to you, we briefly mentioned this, but your project in Nantucket was yeah. just in house beautiful. Yes. And I want to talk about it because in I can't remember if they had this in the print in the print issue, but online they had some before photos. Yes. And I was really struck with how little changed in terms of the basic structure of the house from the before to the after. And I mean, obviously there was a huge impact decor wise and feel wise, right, right. but you really kind of worked with within what the original was footprint. there, which yes. I thought was like most people would not do that, you know? Mm -hmm. As to most things in life, there's more to the story. Right? <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. <laughs> um, this is not their main house on Nantucket. So this is an overflow home for them when their main residence is full or for their their kids who are now old enough to start families and that kind of stuff. So, so this was for them. Do they live in their main house full time? No. Okay, so this is a vacation, this is a vacation home vacation. and this is their this is a vacation home to a vacation home. home. Okay. Um, oh, it's rough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's not their primary. Mm -hmm. It's in a historic area that, well, first of all, Nantucket in general is very strict on their building and, and what you can and cannot do. Um, there will be work done on that house. Mm -hmm. It's just we needed to get it livable. We needed to get it up and running so the kids could use it for August and take some time to think, what are we allowed to do? How can we modernize this enough so that it's still usable mm -hmm. into the next whatever without destroying the character of it. Right. So we intentionally stood, stepped back, took our time, and um, so that we could do it right. Yeah. Right? So that we could get that nice fine line of where it feels historic and feels authentic, but yet it tends to work a little bit better. Well, there was so much color. Um, you had there were some blue painted floors mm -hmm. that I thought were mm -hmm. so pretty, and it was almost like a water, you know, like watery blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the white shiplap, like there was a lot there that was very distinctly Nantucket. Right. But then there was a lot that was really kind of global. Yes. I guess. Well, that was one hundred percent my thing. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that Nantucket actually is a global port it had its it found its wealth and it found its uh history in the whaling industry so ships were constantly would have been coming in and out of that port so you have not only english furniture on that island but you have things from all over wherever these ships were coming from interesting to trade you know whale oil whatever these things were making it to nantucket so it doesn't need to just be lobster traps in blue and white. 
Right. You know, which that stuff looks great there, but when you fall into pastiche, it starts to fall a little flat. Right. So the clients are global, their children are very global, and I don't know why I just got this thing of like Africa in my head. And so, you know, I covered the uh, all the dining chairs in these different African wraps that I got at the, the uh, flea market here on 24th Street. And, you know, African bees hanging in chairs and just, um, I wanted it to feel more more global and youthful. Yeah. Was that a, a, a push for your clients? Or were they like, oh, okay, I like it, global, we'll do it? No, it was not a push. This is the fourth home I've done for the, yeah. this client. So they're like, they're whatever. Okay. And from initial site visit to final installation was seven weeks. Wow. So I saw the house. We n- Notorious Nantucket weather. We were stuck in the airport on the way out. I did the sketch for the floor plan of how I was going to lay out the house before we even left the island. Got back, um, went to their house in Connecticut, inventoried it, went on to Stanford, shopping to fill in, presented the entire project to that client, you know, three days later, got approval, paid for, and shipping air into uh, production within 10 days of seeing it. Whoa. So, which you can't do with a client that isn't, Trusting you know, we have you. a history, yeah. right? right. Yeah. Um, but that was the only way seeing a house on Memorial Day and having it ready for August was ever going to happen. Right. right. It's like you have to take that leap. Um, and they loved it. They loved that idea. They loved that it... You know, sort of uh, is different. Exactly. It, it fits in Nantucket, but it isn't, doesn't scream Nantucket when you look at it. That's and it's not expected. So it's unexpected. So uh-huh. it's, yeah. yeah. Okay. You just mentioned floor plans, and I love the Instagram videos that you do uh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. drawing floor plans. I like highly suggest yeah. everyone go check thank out you, Kevin's yeah. Instagram. At Kevin Isbell. Right. Um, They're so cool. Thank you. So. I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, an, I'm definitely an old soul. And I love the craft of design. I love the craft of it. Um, you talk so, about that a lot in your interviews, craftsmanship I, and that, I just, that hand I touch. I love what I do. And I love that, yes. The, I guess it's back to the texture thing. So for me, keystroking a floor plan makes no sense to me at all. So I mm-hmm. hand draft everything. And it, and it, allows me as I'm drawing to sort of walk through that space and envision that space and see where the opportunities are, see where the the issues are. Um, and so in this day and age of Instagram where I'm not I'm not really modern in my life or I don't know how else to say it, but in order for me to kind of stand out a little bit on Instagram, which is technical, I was like, let's take it back to non-technical, mm-hmm. right? So I do these um, time-lapse videos of my of doing floor plans. And pe- they the reaction to them has been unbelievable. I also am struck by just how, like, well-drawn they are. I mean, they're just really pretty. Like, they're if beautiful. I had, they are, like, just not to talk my own <laughs> horn, but they are, like, pieces of art. And yeah. when I roll them out with the, for a client, it, it's... It has something. It, it has my hand in it, mm-hmm. where a an AutoCAD file that is printed would never have any of right. that. No yeah. matter what filter you put on it to make it look like it's been drawn, or all of those things that you can do now in technology, you're never going to you're never going to match 
like my error, like the errors are what make it look so, you know, oh, those two lines actually don't connect, you right. know, like on the side table or whatever. Um, yeah, so I do love that. I love that I draw. Not quite as easy when clients keep changing their minds, because right? <laughs> then it's like, oh, right, okay, so we now have just flipped the dining room and the living room, which means I have to start all over, right? Like, you, whereas in yeah. AutoCAD, you could sort right. of like click, Flip it. drop them over, call it a day, right? right. Um, so it is a little, in that regard, it's a little bit more more work. More work. Yeah. Well, you also um, did a, or one of your projects was in Architectural Digest. You mentioned earlier that you love an old house. Yes. And that uh, was a, Greenwich? what was it, uh, 19? Yeah. 19, late 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and Built for Florence Rockefeller. Do you want to tell us a little bit about I have lots of questions. Stunning. Give Stunning. us a little summary. Oh, my God. That house is fantastic. Um, this client um i actually went house shopping with them mm. and when we walked into that house it had not been touched in 50 years the house that you see now is not the house that was there but i mean obviously it is but it was not it was still very formal in the florence rockefeller days right mm -hmm. so it still had that real separation of us and them was it furnished when y'all looked at it um i don't believe so I see through that anyway, so it may very well have been. Um, but I read that, like the whole third floor was still staff quarters. And yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the hair on my arm stood up. I would say my head, but anyone knows me, <laughs> I don't have any hair on my head. So I knew this house was their house. And we looked at many, many more after, but I, we knew that this was her house. Um, so we were lucky to work with a great architect, uh, Sam Mitchell out of out of um, Greenwich, and it was just a great team of the client, and we just brought that baby back to life. Um, <laughs> so it was a good project. It was a lot of work, and getting that separation separated was more challenging then because the house is built solid stone. So some of the walls are over th uh, two feet thick. Oh, boy. So cutting through that to open it up, to get the kitchen that opens into a family room that's you know, has eating in it right. and all of that tended to, um, was a bit of a work. But luckily, that all fell on, on Sam's shoulders. Because <laughs> I it, got to just do the fun part of right? shopping in Paris with that. the client. And, and, uh, but it was for a family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A family, right. a family of, uh, of four. So you, yeah, you talk a little bit about in in the interview about um, it's a grand home, I a would very say, grand, right? Yes. But um, making it livable, making it comfortable, yeah. and utilizing every square inch. Like you're like, if you're not using every square inch of a house, it's a, a mistake. Yes, there there comes a point where you can't possibly, you know, if the houses are getting so big now, right? Like, there's no possible way. Um, I knew there were certain rooms that were going to be utilized much more than others. Um, but you're right. It is, and oddly, the client, and I think she may have even said this in, in the Arc Digest interview, was that she wanted every sofa to be nappable. That's right. She wanted to be able to, like, flop around wherever she wanted. So Very, like, lot, like everyone should want all of their sofas to be yes. nappable, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. They did not want a show house. I mean, it is. It's a beautifully designed, and it's a grand home, and... It is in that regard a show home, but she did not want anything, nor do I want anything that you can't. It's not authentic. I bring authenticity of myself to projects. So I want if if I wouldn't want to live in it, then why would anyone else? 
So I want it to be approachable. I want it to be livable. I want it to not have to worry, you know, about the maintenance of certain things. And right. yes, there are finer, there are fine pieces in there, in areas that require fine pieces, and there's not so fine pieces in areas that don't require not so fine pieces. Yeah. Yeah. How do you um, balance that mix of high-low? How do I know what I should invest in and what I can, you know, get away with not spending quite so much on? If you see something and you love it and it speaks to you, then you should absolutely buy it. Mm -hmm. Um, On a general answer to that, I would invest in the things that get the most use. So if you have a family room and a living room and your living room is really that formal place that you only entertain when grandma comes over, then invest in the custom sofa in the family room because mm-hmm. you're going to be sitting in there 364 days out of the year. Right. So, and it's so odd because people will think, well, we're not going to ruin it. We're going to sit on all the time. I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. It's like, well, so ridiculous that's so un- because <laughs> if you, you know, they say you buy cheap, you weep, right? So if you're using this every single day, and you buy an inferior product, you will be replacing said product a lot more frequently. Right. right. Like, I wonder if the, if the people that say that would say the same thing about like their car. No, they well, wouldn't. their car they or like your blender right. or like yeah, anything no, that no. you would like the use habitually. Right. They would be like, <laughs> "No, I want the best because I literally use it every day, mm-hmm. and it's gonna. Right. If I don't get the yeah. best, yeah, yeah, then I have yeah, to buy it yeah. in exactly. six months. Exactly. Right. It's, it's, I use we use the dishwasher every day. Let's get the cheapest one. Right. <laughs> right. 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 That's true. Good point. You. You. No. You would not. Um. <laughs> it's what you find, what you find value in. Right. So if people don't find value in their home, then it's much more difficult to convince them. To otherwise. invest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one it's of the, not inexpensive. One of the things yeah. that Karen and I were talking about. Your project and uh, this particular one, the the one, the old house and um, architectural digest, yes. and I feel like this actually is pretty. It's a thread throughout a lot of your work, but there's a lot of color in the house, but I never felt like the colors punching in the face. Right. It's very subtle. Yeah, thank you. It's Even very, though some of it's very strong, it doesn't feel neutral. like a colorful it's house. It's funny. Yeah. Like, tell us how you do that and why and. Um. How I do it, I don't know. Magic. It's just what I do. Yes, it's magic. Kevin, right? magic. Um, I do love, I love color. I love color. There are designers out there who love color a lot more boldly than I do. Um, but I like color. I love the nuances of color mm-hmm. and how certain colors react with each other and how they, they play well with each other. Um I, I don't know. I don't know how I do it. I, I, I can't say that. It just, I just do it. Well, let right? me ask it, you this. How do you mix colors? Because in a lot of these spaces, there were lots of different colors in one room. And I, I never could look at the room and be like, oh, they're all pulled from this one such and such. You know, right, right. Sometimes right. it's harder to feel, to get a feel for like where the color palette came from and how do you mix you know, this pastel with this pastel with right. this neutral and have it all complement yeah. each other. Um, that's all about going to be about tone and sort of value of the color, right? The what, what plays together. For me personally, I think a room needs at least three colors to have any sort of energy. So a two-color decoration for me 
falls short because it doesn't have any of this sort of energy. So let's say I have a blue and green room, okay? Then I think, what is that color that I can bring in that's going to add energy to this blue and to this green? Uh Um, And so let's try orange. Mm -hmm. Orange looks great, right? You know, so you bring in something that is going to pump up and accentuate sort of the colors that are in there. Okay. What what color is your bedroom? What color is my bedroom? Mm -hmm. It's blue. All blue? Three colors or just blue? (laughs) No. It's blue, green, and purple. There but I think go. if you were going to say what are it, it, it's more blue. But, mm-hmm. um, the drapery has blue and green on it with a, a purple tape trim. And that's another area that you can add color is just in the details. And I love the details. I love texture, as I've said, and I love the, <laughs> those details. So I might do, let's say, a navy sofa, but then I'll do a, a Kelly Green welt on the on the cushion or the tape trim around the skirt might have some other color that then it gets picked up somewhere else. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just comes naturally to me yeah. and I yeah. love it. And it, a lot of it is lay it out in my studio, play with it. My, <laughs> I've been told that I look like a, a lion hunting a gazelle when I'm doing this because <laughs> I'll lay out things. And then as I walk by, I sort of look at it at a different angle mm-hmm. and, you know, 20 <laughs> minutes later I come over it, you know, so I, I look at it in every angle. So by the time yeah. I have presented my concept to my client, I've probably seen a good four or 500 iterations of that. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why when they're like, can you show me more? It's like, no, because I mean, I can't obviously, right. but it's like, this is the best. I've really gone through everything. I right. comb it and I hone it and I make it until it does sing. And does, have, Is that not the most frustrating thing in the world to ha- go into a project or go into a meeting feeling like you have the perfect thing and then like have they ever like any times they hate it pick it apart and they <laughs> no, um no i've never had anyone hate it categorically no that would um, break your heart <laughs> it there are certain things that break your heart and certain things that that don't right it, it's my job to push so if i feel that the decision that they're making is arbitrary and coming out of fear, then I might push back. Uh Where other people have like, you know what? I hate purple. It reminds me of X, Y, and Z, which was not a great period or whatever. I hate the color purple. Okay. So then that's that's usually determined in advance. But most people are afraid of color because they don't know how to use it. Mm -hmm. And we're not... They're not seeing it. It's not Instagrammable. It's not all the catalogs. Everything is sort of just neutrals and with that safe little either accent wall or pop of color. Um, <laughs> you know. I take it you don't like accent walls or pops of color. No. I Well, pops of color is like, what is that? It I think people anything, just get, yeah. people use that, in my opinion, as an excuse to not use color. They're like, I'm going to do a neutral beige room and then I'll throw a blue pillow on the sofa and call it Neutral with a pop of color. Pop of color. (laughs) And as far as an accent wall, it's like you either do it or you don't. Right. Agreed. With wallpaper, with color, with anything. You either do it or you don't do it. There's no half measures. I always feel like that the corners in in a room with an accent wall, I'm like that. That's what I have a hard time wrapping my head around because it's like. It's going to be messy and gross. Well, and 
Why does it end? Mm-hmm. It feels very like sudden and Arbitrary. like jarring, and it's just. And with very few exceptions, with very few exceptions, it does more harm to the room than it does good. Right. Because all of a sudden it becomes that child with a tantrum screaming in the corner. Right. All attention goes over there. And mm. you're doing a disservice to the other three walls and everything else in the room. Right. So yeah. by wrapping that color around, you're going to create a more cohesive space. You're going to create a more warm and livable space. Mm-hmm. And it's more interesting. But people yeah. do that again. It, it's just a fear-based decision. Right. Really. And there are plenty of ways to draw attention to a wall, which is a good strategy, right? Like you want to draw attention to certain parts of right, your room. Right, but right. most but, people aren't painting accent walls to draw attention to a wall. They're no. painting accent walls because they're, like you afraid. said, afraid to paint the whole room yeah. or right. they don't know what to do. So they're like, right. I'll make an accent yeah. wall. Like in yeah. certain, <laughs> in modern in modern architecture, sometimes feature walls make more sense because you might have a floating volume or something that you want to kind of like draw attention towards. Right. Um, that's one of the few options that I could see it in. But mm-hmm. if you're in a center hall colonial and your living room has one orange wall, <laughs> then that makes no sense to me, right? Right, right. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, do you have any other pet peeves? Tell us some decorating pet peeves of yours. I think we've already hit on the rug uh-huh, situation. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, the accent wall, the pops of color. The accent wall. Well, pops, pops of color, I'm going to give people a pass on because right. I guess you could say that I do a blue room with pops of color, right? I mean, you could argue that. Um, <laughs> I do hate that. I hate. Well, not hate. Hate's a really strong word. I, <laughs> I, I'm not the biggest fan of sectionals all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, in not in more formal situations, right? you can get more seating with a big sofa and two side chairs mm-hmm. than you can with mm-hmm. a sectional with a chaise. Mm-hmm. And God forbid you ever move. It's way easier to work with a sofa and two chairs than a sectional, right? right, right? right, right. Like, that would be tricky. Okay, well, let me ask you this. In a lot of, speaking of upholstery, I felt like you really love a roll arm chair. Like, I was looking through some of your portfolio, and I was like, I think there's a roll arm chair in, like, every single one. (laughs) Right. So tell us, why should we all love a roll arm chair? What's so great about them? Why Why do our listeners need to? Chairs and sofas are meant to be sat in. Okay, our body does not have right angles. Right, we are curvaceous. Uh, we have we're not linear. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're leaning against the arm of a chair, you have your arm on it. That rolled sort of edge. It's just a nicer, more. It's just a more pleasant experience. Comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that I don't do more squared arms, but I do like a rolled arm because it is, it's more comfortable. It's more, and I like a rolled arm that my upholsterer will uh, spring. So it's not just upholstered, it has spring uh, in huh. it as well. Um, wow, okay. I never thought of it that way. That it's it, just, they're just more comfortable. You're leaning on, like I lounge, I'm a lounger. Mm-hmm, and so I wanna lay on my couch, I want to, and a square arm isn't as conducive for just comfort. Okay, I, that's awesome. I wouldn't. Good to know. I love the way they look. I, I uh, happen you know, to like the way they look as well. And but I think luckily, yeah, <laughs> it is important to factor in the the comfort more. Yeah, so than of course. It's it, it's yeah. at the end of the day, I'm going to create a beautiful room for you. That's without question. 
But when I leave, are you comfortable in that room mm -hmm. is really where my merit will be judged. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. if you're a lounger, then get some rolled arms. Like if you're more formal and you in this space, you tell me you're only going to entertain and this is just for sitting and sipping tea or whatever, then you could have much of a more squared arm. Right. Okay. I was looking through your Instagram. <laughs> she stopped. And are you one of those five people that follow me? <laughs> Maybe. She has three accounts and she follows you from all three. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I might have spotted some Ballard in your office. My entire office is Ballard, actually. Can you tell us about that? Um, well, I'm sure you don't need no don't need to be told this, but the um what is it called? Original the, home the office. Original collection? home office. Oh, that modular collection. The modular mm -hmm. collection. Um, I have. Yeah, it basically rings around the perimeter of my office, so I have workstations for three. Um, I love that it's modular. You just sort of do what you want. I have more file storage than I need. Then in the middle, I have the same modular, but in the I think you call it like the craft table height or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. where all of those, that's where all my drafting is done. And I uh, attach a rig over that standing table ah. so that the camera's hanging over it. Um, I'm using oh, my hands cool. for all these people on the podcast no, who no, are no, not no. seeing right. Um, yes, all these gestures are going to be really helpful. <laughs> um, and so I I do all the drafting in, the, in my time lapse on, on that. And then I have the, which you've discontinued. Uh-oh. The big giant bulletin boards in that. Oh, those oh, are seven awesome. foot by four. Foot. Yeah, we have those all over our office. They're fantastic. They and are. then it's. We need like, to bring them back. You really do need to bring them back. Really <laughs> yeah, they're do. huge cork boards. I mean, I understand that that size is probably not as sellable, but I and hard I to ship. There's that part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I used to do them all the time for clients. You know, I, a lot of my clients want for the kids, you know, we have stuff that we have tack up all of the invitations, all of this. So there's this sort of hub of the house that right. that, that big old board, bulletin board was great for. Okay. Man. Well, we I just we was, will give your feedback to the yes. merchandising team. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, y'all. I think we all need to take a second. I've been watching this. Our view is yeah, totally yeah. white out Whoa. the window. It came, it went, it's, yeah. It's kind of creepy. It is creepy. <laughs> It's bizarre. Yeah, and now it's coming back a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyways, I just thought that was. I was like, as what I was scrolling through, it? your gray. It's the gray. Gray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm pretty sure that's O H O. And that's I think awesome. maybe even the, the my the big giant light fixtures that I have in there, too. I just oh. need something with scale, uh -huh. and uh -huh. so I I think the lights are even maybe Ballard as well. That's awesome. Money yeah. Williams office uses that same modular. Oh, really? It's amazing. Mm -hmm. You can put it together in any way. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I need files here, uh, drawers here. I have the, the CPU units tucked into one of the... It's unbelievable yeah. how just flexible and, and yeah, it's That's great. what my desk is at the office. And it was yeah. so funny because I sort of inherited it when I moved into the office that I'm in. And it's a, a partner's depth. Mm. And so there's four cabinets. So there's two on each end supporting the desk. Right. And, you know, some were file, some were open. And all facing me were file, file cabinets. And I don't have a lot of paper and yeah. I'm not often yeah. in there. And I'd like the top of my desk to be clean. And the other side was open. 
So like one day I just sort of lifted up the top, flipped them around. So I had the file cabinets facing the folks who face me. Right, right. Mm -hmm. They don't care. They're not looking in there. And then now I have open shelving on the side that faces me so I can clean my desk off and just stack the things in there that I'm not using at the right, moment. And right. I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah, like I suddenly yeah. have the whole new storage solution. I didn't have to get a new desk or anything. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Serves my purpose. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It well, is good. It's just the, the flexibility the of it. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, it's amazing. Cool. Well, I love to spot our little our <laughs> stuff in the wild. Out in the that wild. gives me a thrill. <laughs> our little babies go out into the world. <laughs> well, I noticed that you you do have a lot of projects that are coastal. Yes. And I was curious as to whether you use color differently in a coastal project versus a, a you know project in New York or yeah wherever. You, you do have to because um, the quality of light is different. Mm in in certain locations so colors that would look good in the northeast let's say really sort of gray out or they they don't work in let's say palm beach it, it's because of it's because of the light and the reflection of the light and so forth so yes you do have to pick color a little bit mm -hmm. differently you can go stronger so more vibrant the yeah. more south you are yes yes okay it's just it has to do with the way the light is filtered, really. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, I tend to I tend to do a little bit more color than coastally in more coastal locations. Um, have you noticed in Europe, like if you're going down the coast of like um, Italy, mm -hmm. the, the <laughs> exteriors of homes get darker and darker and darker, like brighter and bright, more and more and more yeah, and more yeah, vibrant. It's very interesting. And then also the level of garlic in the food gets stronger and stronger and stronger as you go down. Unrelated to is, the quality of light, yeah. but yes. still Maybe, important. maybe when My it's really bright, you a, need garlic. A, a apartment in Italy. Um, so this is something I'm very yes. familiar with. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the food gets very, as you move south, gets very different. Although, wouldn't you say the same in the United States, though? That yes. Right? Yeah, what you eat totally. in, in Boston is is very different than maybe what you would eat in Alabama. Yes. Or but it's just a much smaller country, I guess. It is. You know? But just still, more stuff so Alabama. much, so regional, you know, Italy. Yeah. yeah it is. Where in Italy is your place? And when are we invited? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're free next week. It's on Lago di Garda, which Where's is that? the uh, largest uh, lake in Italy. It's oh, in the okay. north. So if you were ever to have taken a train from Milan to to Venice, you would pass by, you would stop in Desenzano, which is the southern part of um, of the lake. So it's about 45 minutes by train outside of Milan. Do you speak Italian? Uh, I married an Italian. I know <laughs> how to Italian? order stuff. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's been... Yeah. Long enough, you should know it. <laughs> Long enough that I should. But yeah. when you travel with someone that, you know, it's very easy to just yeah. allow them to do it. Then where I think crutch. if I were tossed to the wolves a little bit more, I probably would pick it up more. Mm -hmm. You probably have picked up more than you even think. I, I, you know? 100%. We go every August for the month. And when I come back, I am thinking more in Italian. And my husband being a... a dutiful son speaks to his parents every single day right um so i can get a general gist of what he's talking about right. what they're talking about mm -hmm. without actually knowing 100 what he's saying yeah right so. i always find it easier to read other languages versus here mm. maybe that's just my own yeah but yeah. 
like there's so many accents, people talk fast. Well, there's in Italy too. There's different dialects, yeah. which are almost like different languages. Right. Um, so the dialect uh, is very different. Like my husband's dialect is like Brescia from Brescia, which is a um, northern, and where that dialect is very different than you know somewhere in Rome or right. Florence for that matter, right? Mm-hmm. right. Oh yeah, they know. They know <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yes, and they definitely have that love hate south oh, north sort of thing going oh. on. Oh, we have a, a, a Italian partner, furniture partner that um, we do a lot of stuff with, and they're like, oh, "Don't even go any, don't go south of Rome. There's nothing south mm-hmm. of Rome. Don't even bother." I'm like, "Really? Oh yes, Mm-mm. they'll just murder you down there." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." That must be a very commonly held. <laughs> Because I may or may not live with someone who has a very somewhat Isn't similar. Funny, yeah. don't even bother. Right, right. I'm like, all right. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me ask this: If all although of... people in Sicily might have the same, yeah, same yeah. Something about people. In oh, Milan, it's right? mutual. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Ooh, so, so help us. It's time for some decorating dilemmas. Okay. These are questions our listeners have sent in, and you're going to help us answer them. Great. You the expert. Me no the pressure. expert. None mm-hmm. at all. Don't mess it up. <laughs> all right. So this first one is from Melissa, and she says, I've attached some photos of our new living room that has wood paneling. The paneling doesn't bother me, but it is most definitely a design challenge. I'm trying to figure out how to make it feel fresh and modern. The cl- recliner is my husband's non-negotiable, but pretty much everything <laughs> else I'm up <laughs> for changing. <laughs> That's the only thing I wanted to negotiate. Right? Let's call her husband. Sorry, husband. I want two upholstered chairs to flank the fireplace, and I've thought about a navy cheetah print for those. I've also thought about Ballard's Toulouse tall bookcase for the left of the fireplace. We desperately need more book storage. But I'm wondering about the room looking too busy. What are your thoughts? I'd also love suggestions for what to do with the mantle. Should I do one large piece of art? Um what to do with the side tables and lamps, and just generally what, if anything, I should hang on the walls. Thanks so, so much. Let me just briefly describe the room, if I may. It looks like a quite large square room. It has wood paneling, looks but like, it doesn't go all the way up. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It goes like three-fourths no. of the way up and the I wall, very tall ceiling. anything about that, but that's the first thing I'm going to discuss. That's the problem. Which is the scale of the room is a little bit it's big right as in height wise because if you notice in the one picture the doorway which is you know going to be about eight feet or whatever is still within that wood paneling mm-hmm. so these ceilings are probably a good 12 feet maybe yeah yeah maybe even higher i would paint the ceiling and the wall in a color that's a little bit closer to the woodwork just to sort of bring that whole right, thing down piece. a little bit and and yeah. give it a little bit more. Right now, it just feels really airy and not in a good way, right? right? Not in a good way. It feels like the top has been taken off. Like, see someone rip the ceiling off? I, I, I. It's a disconnect. Yes, that it ceiling is. It and those walls. Because the walls take care should of that be cozy. Very You've quickly. You've got that wood paneling. It should feel like a cozy room, yeah. but because the ceiling is so light, right. it feels like it doesn't match. Exactly. It doesn't go together. Exactly. It, it, it's drawing your eye up in a bad way. I also take issue with this fan. Now, here's why. I am not opposed to ceiling fans in That's general. That's a big-ass fan, isn't it? But it is huge. <laughs> the company name? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, ass. yeah. It might mm-hmm. be. It's a small-ass fan, though, <laughs> for, for them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's more, to me, the style. Like, it's a modern fan, which I'm not opposed to either. But in the context of this paneled room, they feel right. really... Yeah. 
like yeah. at odds with each other. If right. you don't need that fan to stay cool in there, ditch that fan. Put in something like drop a, a light fixture. Here, I one hundred percent agree. Which would also add to bringing the ceiling height down a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, yeah, I agree. If you don't need it, and this house looks to me like it's not particularly that old, right? Um, I would say there's most likely some central air yeah, or your something AC's going working. on here. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I agree with that. Uh, definitely get something over the fireplace, the, the arch or whatever. And if you wanted to draw more attention to the fireplace, you could paint out the mantle and maybe paint it white or something just so that it stood off the wood paneled wall. Should she paint the brick as well? Would yes. you please? Yes. yes. Paint Thank the brick to match yes. that mantle. Yes, exactly. Uh huh. Make that all one statement. One statement. Like maybe if it's just the same color as the wall and the ceiling. Like whatever that. But he said the ceiling should be the same color as well. So if you wanted to stand out, you'd want it to be a lighter color, right? Right. Oh. Or, or darker. You could go black yeah. even. Just, mm -hmm. just something because the wood of the, the fireplace surround and the mantle is the same wood as the wall. Right. Mm -hmm. So if if she wants to make it more of a focal point, then I would, would change that up. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I love two uh, two chairs by the fireplace, maybe facing each other with an ottoman in between. Mm -hmm. um, tall bookcases would be great. In tall bookcases would that be great. Fireplace. And she's worried about it feeling cluttered. Where honestly, it feels cluttered now in the picture. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, if you were to add more places for these things to reside, it might not feel as Storage, As, closed storage, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, closed or open storage with baskets or something, right? Um, it well, looks she's like definitely some got children. kids, yeah, 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 she's got little chairs for um, kids. I always find kids' stuff is not cute to look at, toys mm -hmm. and no, all that no, stuff. No, so, no, 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 no. having some kind of storage that you don't have to look at, agreed. Um, agreed. You, you'll want to consider. So, like, if you do, like you're saying, if you do get that Toulouse bookcase, which is an open. Like metal, ironwood bookcase. Or the Bordenays. I love the Bordenays. Bordenay. I have those at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get baskets. Like because you're what I like about the Bordenays versus Toulouse is the metal and wood one, right? Mm -hmm. Bordenays is a painted finish. Yes. Which would look better against this wood. So as uh -huh. opposed to stacking more wood up against the paneled wall. So like, would you go black? Would you yeah, go white? Uh huh. Okay. Black or white. Mm hmm. Well, because she's got this other piece that has, it's painted uh, a white, right. creamy color. So, so that then would I would be nice if that's staying. I would do. I would do the white. Mm -hmm. Next, can we get the furniture to sort of relate to? It's each all other? far apart. It is really Too far, far apart. apart. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, a high school I, dance where everyone's standing on the <laughs> on the perimeter waiting to be oh, asked to right. dance. Push it all close <laughs> right. together. Right, it's like <laughs> come into the middle. Come, so you have. I think here's what's happening is they're torn between the focal point. Is it the television or is it the fireplace? Mm -hmm. So I think they have some furnitures facing the, you know, mm -hmm. is, is addressing the focal point as the fireplace and the other as the television. Clearly the husband and the and the recliner are prime television viewing spaces. Mm -hmm. right? I just think those need to come together. They need to flank. Maybe that side table that they're showing with the lamp on it should go between the chair and the just get it connected. Connect it. Yeah. Yeah. Connect it somehow. Or more side tables and more lamps yes. and more stuff. Push the sofa or push the sofa in, get a sofa table behind it like a console, get some lamps on it. So then when you're walking behind that sofa into whatever that room is beyond with the doorway, there's there's something there. Something pretty to see. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, I do want to talk about the recliner. 
Get a different recliner. Uh, yes, you can like, get great looking there are recliners. Good looking there really ones. are. Yes, really I, good take looking, your husband comfortable to ones. The store yeah. that's going to have some. Yeah. Make him sit in every one and be right. like, we can find one that is as comfortable as this one, but better looking. Yes. Look up our Layla recliner. It's leather. Men love leather. Yes, they it's do love beautiful. Leather. It doesn't look like a recliner. Yeah. It is so comfy. Yeah. L-E-Y-L-A. Not to be trying to sell you our recliner, but let me tell you, you're going to be happy with the way it looks. No, you're 100% because this this looks like it has a thyroid problem to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> um, right? It's a little bloated. It's got like fat rolls. <laughs> right? And, and it's a little bit cherry, like, you know, right. from Pee Wee Herman. It just, there. It, it's too... It's... It's a it's a little cherry. Yeah, I, I, I dated myself on that. You but. can tell that he really likes it because it looks like it's been sat in a lot. He has loved it a lot. Enough, but, enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but like like we're saying, I have no issue with the, uh, the concept of a recliner. Of course, right. because, because who you, doesn't love that? Right. It's like, but you, you can know, get a good looking one yes, these days. 100% Technology can. has trumped yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Problem for sure. So we're not saying get rid of a recliner. Right. We're saying get rid of. This that recliner, recliner. <laughs> yeah, and get a big piece of art, push things together, right, and some a little bit more cohesive storage. And I do think some tall pieces of furniture in that room are going right. to be good because mm-hmm. it is a very tall room, so we can draw your eye out a yeah. little bit. And another thing she could do is if the furniture comes in more, you could get maybe a smaller rug that floats on top of the sisal one that sort of anchors that seating area and makes it a little bit more, you know, just sort Defined of tied together. And she could bring bit. color in in that way. Love it. I feel like she needs more lamps too. One hundred percent. I think she's just getting started. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's a beautiful room, and it's it's good. It just yeah. She needs more stuff. I actually really like the wood paneling. I do too. You know, once she fixes that ceiling issue, I feel like it'll be cozy. And okay, I feel like maybe I'm reading her her question wrong, but she says she wants to feel fresh and modern. Right. I feel like she should embrace the cozy library feel. Yes, uh, 100%. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. This isn't modern. This isn't a modern room. This isn't a... So this is the house you bought. Mm-hmm. I have this problem a lot with clients that, you know, I want it to feel like a Tribeca loft. It's like, okay, great. But you're in a center hall colonial in, in Greenwich, mm-hmm. right? So that's disingenuous. You didn't buy that house. You bought this house. Mm-hmm. So... It can look clean, but it's never really going to be modern because this paneling, right. albeit beautiful, and I, I love it, is not a modern, it's not a modern profile, and it's not a modern, really a modern application. Mm-hmm. So it's never going to be that. So embrace it warts and all, just like you do everything, and go with it. And right. you're right, that library cozy feel is exactly what it needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That doesn't mean it has to look old. Uh-uh. Or no, 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 no. no, no. Look at some of your images. Yeah. I mean, you've got some amazing paneling room, paneled rooms oh, that yeah, don't look yeah, yeah. old. That, there's one in, in Greenwich that has a very similar, uh, the library essentially yeah. to this. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, there's ways to do it. There is way. There are ways to do it for sure. There are ways to do it. Just embrace that it's a cozy. And another thing. It, at least they're not shown. There's no windows. No. So there's no light in this room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's tricky. So get more, get less ceiling light, more lamp light. Embrace that it is a cozy den-like space and roll with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, exactly. Melissa. Melissa, good you luck. Can do it. 
Send us yeah, Melissa, shots. I'm sure, you know, you just those few it. things. You'll do it. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it, right? I, We've solved all the problems of the you, world. Look at your website, all that uh, good stuff. Um, everything is under my name, which is Kevin Isbell. So I'm at Kevin Isbell on Instagram. Kevin Isbell is my website. Kevin Isbell is the company name. I-S-B-E-L-L. <laughs> right. You can Venmo me at Kevin Isbell. Whatever. <laughs> anything you want. Right? Awesome. <laughs> kidding. But not. Right? <laughs> all right. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app in iTunes. We'd love that. Or whatever podcast app you're, you're using. Um, send us your questions at podcast at ballarddesigns.net. And um, you can find all the show notes, links to Kevin's work, his Instagram, all that good stuff. Anything we talked about in this episode. I'll also link to the office collection that he used in his mm-hmm. office in the show notes, which are at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. And follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy happy decorating. decorating.